0: in singleness episode 21 this is the thriving in singleness podcast where it's not about surviving but thriving in this chapter of your life here's your host Tom Delong Hello and welcome to another episode of Thriving in Singleness. Today we have Mike Loney. Mike, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing great. I'm really blessed to have you here. I've known you all my life. Uh, Mike Loney is my cousin and uh, he's he's a few years ahead of me and and he's been through a lot of things and we're going to talk a little bit about what God has brought him through. But first of all, I just want to say, isn't? God so good.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And it's it's wonderful seeing you and your wife and your family, your beautiful daughters and seeing how you do life and I love just spending time with you and your family at different reunions and and you guys are always happy to tr- travel the distance to be there and and put family first and that's that's so huge to me and I I really appreciate that about you. Well, thank you. <clears throat> so, uh, if you don't mind, we'll kind of jump right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then uh, we'd like to hear a little bit about your testimony, and, and we'll we'll continue from there.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. My wife and my four daughters and I, uh, we live over in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. I have a, a two, a five, a seven, and a fourteen-year-old daughter. So. That is a very busy household. We have two dogs, uh, two cats, and fish. So it's we, call it, we like to call it the uh, loony bin. It's a, <laughs> it's a zoo here sometimes. Um, and uh, I am uh, usually in trouble with at least one of them at some time, at some point. Oh, no. <laughs> uh,
0: That's fantastic. And so I know this podcast episode is going to be a little bit different because, you know, often we're talking to people who are single. And I know your story is going to differentiate a lot from from other people and and I know you have a very impactful testimony. There there's so many things you've been through. God has been so good in your life in and, and just bringing redemption and showing just how how good he is. And so can you tell us, tell us about your your story and uh where you've been, where God has brought you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's been a long road. I'm now 45 years old, but you okay. know, uh, back when I was, uh, I, w- I was saved at a young age. I grew up in a wonderful, wonderful uh, home with parents that loved the Lord, and uh, grew up in the church. And, and you know, I loved the Lord. I went through some, some hard exposure as a young child to to a family member that had abused me, and that um, altered my thinking a little bit. And I didn't really know what to do um, at, at a young age. And I, I should have gone to the Lord with that, but I, I didn't. I, I, I turned to worldly things. So as I grew up through my teenage years and into my college years, I, I was the guy that liked to please everybody, liked to have fun, liked to um, party. Alcohol was my, my drug of choice, and mm-hmm. that was that was really hard. You know, I also felt that I, I felt like I needed to have a girlfriend. Like that was part of what you did mm-hmm. growing up when I was young, that you, you needed to have like, if you didn't have a girlfriend, then people thought you might be gay or something like that, you know? So
0: I always felt the need to have a girlfriend as well, but I just wasn't nearly as cool as you were. I mean, I was a little dweeb, so like yeah. I never really had, had I don't know if I was as cool as
1: was. I thought I was. I thought I was cool, but I don't think I was really that cool, so <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, it was, you know, um, <laughs> so, you know, through high school, you know, I, I had some some girlfriends. You know, I, I met a girl when I was a senior in high school that I thought was a girl that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And I was with her, you know, through through college and, and engaged to be married to her. And, and we got married after after I graduated from college. But, you know, I uh, I was looking I was that party guy, um, and I wasn't looking for a woman that loved the Lord. Um, and, you know, even though I loved the Lord inside, I wasn't showing it outwardly, and I wasn't expressing it. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't attracting that type of woman either. And, uh, you know, we, we loved each other. My first wife and I loved each other, and we got married, and, and we did have some wonderful years, but we, but we didn't put God first. And that was where we went wrong. You know, we grew apart and we went our separate ways and um, that ended in divorce. And it was mainly because, you know, I'm sure that it was because, you know, I was still that party guy, you know, that gets old after a while. So, yeah, uh, I continued, you know, I never grew out of that because I was still running from my past, from the things that had hurt me as a child, the things that I was covering up. I just never had faced them, never, never healed from them so um in that uh that running i ran and i found another a woman that you know i fell in love with and i got married this time i got married uh because i got her pregnant and um, okay. uh, i had my first daughter with her and uh you know we actually had moved from the area that we live in now out to montana where my family lives at and I, I, thinking that changing the place would change the situation mm-hmm. and uh it was that not changing the place was changing would change the situation. I still didn't get it right that, you know, I needed to put my, give my whole life over to God to change my life around. And I was still partying and I was still drinking and she got tired of that. And she decided she was coming back to the Pennsylvania area and that, that marriage ended in divorce also. And, uh, I still continued on my, I blamed everybody else but myself for it. And, um, I, uh, continued to, uh, to do what I, what Mike wanted to do, you know, which was work, work hard and make money and party. Mm -hmm. And I, and I hurt a lot of people and doing that, you know, I hurt a lot of, I hurt my parents, I hurt my family, but through that time period, I started really, I started really trying to, I started to try to fix myself and I couldn't fix myself and I didn't know why I couldn't fix myself. And it was because I wasn't giving it over to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during that, that time when I was probably at about my lowest, um, I met my current wife. And uh, for some reason, you know, and I, well, I know now God brought her into my life. And uh, she saw something in me that uh, made her stick around through my lowest points in my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We got married. And she thought that, as I think a lot of women do, that, that they can change the man. And I uh, I didn't change, and uh, we got into a lot of fights over that. We got into a lot of fights over a lot of things. Um, we weren't nice to each other uh, at first, and uh, those ended up in uh, altercations and police were called. You know, I ended up leaving, getting many getting many altercations with uh, the police, and uh, ended up with uh, multiple DUIs and uh, ended up in jail for. For fighting with my wife and duis for about six months hmm. and um it was when i went to jail that, I, that it, I took the time to sober up and come back to the lord and realize that i needed to give my whole life over to him and um i uh on uh in um july July 7th of 2014 is when I said that I'm I give it all to you Lord. I give you everything. I don't know what I need to do anymore but whatever you want me to do is what I'm going to do. When I got out of jail I went to I went to rehab to continue a sober path and uh you know it wasn't an easy path. You know there was hard times, you know, you know there were slip ups I went back to I didn't go back to drinking like I did, but there was I, there was times where I took a drink. Uh, it wasn't good, but you know I was. There was times that you know I was thankful that the Lord had closed certain doors. You know He put detours and roadblocks in, and He put those there to protect me from different paths and places that I wasn't meant to go down, um, and it redirected me to the, the places I was supposed to be going. Um, and and I knew mm-hmm. that because. I should all from all the partying and things that I did in my past, I probably at some point I should have been, I either should, I, I was It was surprising to me that I did not either die or end up in jail for the rest of my life over the yeah. things that had happened. So <clears throat> it was, uh, it was tough. Um, but I, I think that uh, the Lord opened the right doors for me to go, to go uh, through and um, you know, I, there's uh two verses that I always kinda like uh go to, uh James one, two through three. It's you know, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And, you know, this journey has not been an easy journey. There's been many times, you know, where I felt that I didn't know if I was doing the right thing, you know. And I, but I went back to the Lord in prayer and uh and by being faithful, you know, he's blessed Lindsay and I with beautiful daughters, and you know, we, we have a wonderful church that we're parts of groups, a men's group, um, celebrate recovery, and um, um, it's just it's really been good.
0: That's that's really encouraging just to see how how God has worked through all of that, and and you've been. Through with through those divorces, you know, what was the most difficult part of going from uh, transitioning from being in a marriage to to singleness?
1: You know, I think the most difficult part was that. You know, there was obviously I married that person because I loved and I cared about them. That didn't just stop at that at that moment. And I knew that I was in the wrong a lot of, for most of the things that had happened, you know, it was, you know, it was a two way street, but I was in the wrong for most of the things that had happened. But, you know, it, when you leave a relationship and you had put it, God wasn't the center of that and you put everything that you thought your value was on that, it puts you into a, uh, a deep depression. Um, and in my, my case, I, I used uh drinking to, uh, to cover it up, to cover the pain up.
0: Yeah. And did it cover the pain up at all?
1: Oh, it did temporarily. I, well, at least I thought it did at the time. But, yeah. you know, it, it didn't. Be, I mean, and I'm, you know, I I have to say, you know, no, it, it, it didn't. Because I thought it did it maybe at a point, but it didn't. At some points, it made it worse. And, and then even at one point there, uh, I ended up in the hospital over it, you know, and then mm-hmm. I say I kind of gave you the sky high view of my of my history and stuff like that because if I went into everything, we'd be here for probably hours <laughs> going over okay, everything. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, I at one point I ended up into the hospital for for uh, overdosing on uh, taking on drinking and taking pills, mm. and I ended up in the hospital, and that's why I say I, I, you know the Lord brought me through a lot of things that I should have died from, and that's why I know that. He wants me, you know, when you first came to me and asked me to share this, I was really kind of hesitant because it's, it's really, it's hard to put yourself out there. And, um, yeah. but I know that he wants me to tell this story because I know that somebody out there may be going through something similar or may have, know somebody that is, or just, you know, it can be, it can be, it can be that, you know, I'm not alone or, you know, this, these are the things that if I continue on this path, of, and I don't lean into God, that can happen. Or if, if I'm not protective of my relationship with God um, and I go and I have uh, those fun times out there and, you know, partake in drinking or the worldly things, that these are the things that, that can lead me astray. And they seem fun and they are fun, but there's always consequences.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've looked at a lot of things where it can, it can seem so much better in the moment, Mm -hmm. but overall it's going to crumble your life and give you a lower quality of life overall. I mean, think, think of people on, on heroin, you know, Mm -hmm. if, if it wasn't super amazing, they wouldn't do it. You know, it gives them a feeling that puts them so far beyond how it feels in life. But what does it do to their overall life? It, deteriorates them. It deteriorates their body. And all of a sudden they're so dependent on this and addicted and, and it can tear everything apart. And that's, that's how it is for, for several things. It can be like that for, for sex, for alcohol. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and for, you know, for a lot of these things, you can, you can speak to these things much better than I can. You've, you've seen these trials and, um, now, and what, what encouragement do you have for people who, who are, you know in in that phase of they've they've gone through divorce and they're trying to rebuild from the ground up
1: you know because of going through that i i can be empathetic of the situation and, and know how they feel i know the hurt that it is in the heart you know but i just encourage you to really lean in to god and lean into your church family and and your Uh, the family that you have, your support team, because those people can really help guide you through a dark time that can, uh, Mm -hmm. and and you need, you need people that are believers to do that because you need people to give you advice that is going to lead you to a path that it not, you know, towards God, not away from God, because there's so many, there's so much advice out there that people can give you in a time like that, that may make you feel good right in the moment. But it can be a relief only because, you know, you're being vindictive towards the other person or something like that. Um, so leaning into God is really the advice that I can give to anybody, you know, in a situation yeah. like that.
0: And so in your in your marriage with Lindsay, you know it, mm-hmm. you know it sounds like a lot of struggles you had had continued into that marriage, and you know the, by the by the grace of God, he he. Brought you to bride to him, and yeah. had had saved that, and now I, I think that's a great testimony in the sense of having having a beautiful marriage isn't all just a matter of the pre work, isn't just <clears throat> the singleness. So much of it has to do with with where you are in marriage and and how you are towards each other during during the marriage, and even even from facing trials within the marriage, God can still bring beauty out of that. There's not Mm -hmm. lost hope when, when you face those trials and it's not like, you know, if your, your heads are clashing, if, if things aren't going well, it's not a matter of, Oh, I didn't, I didn't marry the right person. It's, it's a matter of where's our foundation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, um, it's, it, it had started much like other relationships I had had started, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, but we both had gotten to a point and she was searching too, as well as, you know, that we both got to a point that we knew that we needed to give it all to God. And, and, um, the key was for us is that we were both ready at the same time to give it yeah. all over. And, uh the story may not be the way it is if, if both of us weren't ready, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe it would be if, if one of us was, but if we, the, both of us were ready, God put it in our hearts at that moment for both of us to be ready, to give it all over to him. And for both of us to work because we wanted it to work for, for us. We believed in our marriage. We believed in each other. We believed in the good that we had that was inside of us. And we believed that God had a plan for us that, we wouldn't have gotten through all the things that we had been through in our past um, if we weren't meant to be together and really try to further his purpose.
0: Yeah, and and in in your marriages in the past, were there any red flags that had popped up that you ignored or uh, just continued on anyways?
1: Um, I would say probably a lot of the red flags probably should have came on my end with, with them. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, no, yeah. I mean, they're, you, you know, with my drinking, but there, but yeah, I would, I would say, you know, I knew in my heart of hearts that, you know, because even though I was doing all the wrong things and I, and I was, you know, Satan was really leading me astray and I was really, and I was, I fell for it hook, line and sinker, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause it looked enticing. So the red flags that I, I knew that I saw that I knew I should have, I don't know, I mean, I guess I should have really, you know, trust or I should have leaned, I should have looked for a woman that, that loved God the way I love, love them in my heart, but I wasn't outwardly showing that love. So, um, you know, like I said before, I, I I couldn't have attracted a woman like that. Yeah.
0: It's so hard in perspective of, of a marriage that doesn't have Christ in the center, there's, there's so many other things that things can be founded on, uh, of, right. of a relationship. It can be founded on feelings. It can be founded on, you know, just the feeling of, of love, the emotions of it. And, and that can be, that can be challenging, you know, mm-hmm. from, from what I've seen. And it's incredible the shift that it goes from when, when, both of you had had turned to God and, and seeked him fully and, and seeing the transformation is just just incredible. You know, mm-hmm. from a from a cousin's perspective, it's so encouraging to see how that shift has, has taken place. And you know, for, for anybody that has been at rock bottom or is feeling at rock bottom in their life, I mean what is your advice to them?
1: Oh, I mean, you know, no matter what the struggle that you you have whether it's you know drugs or alcohol or uh, you know pornography or some addiction like that or uh, you know a failing marriage or or you know a career that's failing or something that it's not until you hit that rock bottom that really everything comes to senses and, and that you can fully give everything over to the Lord and I don't think I mean I think that you know yes you, beforehand you can give it all over to the Lord but. As a human being, we try to have control over our situations, and mm-hmm. when you hit rock bottom, you have, you've uh, you've given up. You have no control over it anymore, and your only option is: it's either give up completely or give it all over to the Lord and let Him take over the steering wheel and just and take and drive the vehicle, because yeah. that's that's the only option that you have really. Mm-hmm. That's why when I hit rock bottom, I was tired of. of crashing that vehicle and, you yeah. know, taking and running off the road. And I was just like, just take the wheel and, and, and I'll let you drive from now on. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, and I always, I, I tell people, I, you know, it's, it doesn't mean that it automatically became all rosy and, you know, smell good and stuff like that. You know, my life is still construction zone. There's still cones all the way, all, all around it and stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. still a work in progress. And I think that that's, you know, you have to always be working on yourself and praying that, um, to, you know, what, what, can you, what can I do for you today? Uh, what can you put, what can I, you know, give me an opportunity to help somebody or present my situation uh, to somebody that it might help them out of a situation or prevent them from going into a situation like mine.
0: And that's a good attitude to have with with a testimony and, and how to how to utilize it for furthering God's kingdom, how to utilize it for helping others. I think that's that's definitely important. And now for for people who are in a in a dating relationship, mm-hmm. you know, what are some of the conversations that they should be having in those relationships in their in their quest to find out if if they're getting to know the right person if if that is headed towards a marriage.
1: You know, I think the foremost thing that they they should be doing is you know one they both need to know if they're putting the lord first and if they're putting the lord first in their relationships and they and they move from that aspect you know i, I think that they should be that you know they should be putting the lord first they should be going to church together and then those that sphere of influence that they have the friends the the family, the people that they hang out with should also be doing that because those are the people that are going to influence the decisions that they make as far as moving forward with what are they planning on doing with their living situation? Um, what are they planning on doing with, um, staying, you know, faithful, that type of stuff. Because, um, those are, those are real struggles that I think that people don't really talk about a lot, but, it's like the foundation below just getting to know somebody and having fun with them and saying, yes, I'm attracted to this person. Or yes, you know, this person's humorous or they're intelligent, you know, those types of things that you normally look at a person for.
0: Okay. And I'm sure that there's many people who can think of someone that might be in that stage of partying or even doing hard drugs, trying to fill, fill a void and maybe you know they have friends that are in the place that you were in the past and how how does someone from a you know as a christian how do you help people who are in that struggle and and how do you how do you love them what do you think would have been of the best approach for you in that time
1: wow so you know I think that you have to be there for that person and be a support for that person. But you as a person can never change somebody else. Um, You can't Mm -hmm. alter that, what they're going to do. If you try to um, it's, it's most likely going to end in disaster. You know, only, only God is going to be able to knows what our paths are, and he's he, he already has everything planned out. So um, at some point, you know, if you see a friend or a family member that's going down that path, yeah, path, you need to um, be there for them and express your concern and be empathetic of the, maybe their situation and stuff like that. But they truly aren't going to. They may say they want to change after something bad happens, but they're not going to change until they've hit. They're rock bottom and they're they are ready to give it all over to God and they have to truly want to do that because I know there was so many times that I had gotten into legal trouble or trouble uh, marriage trouble or, you know, in one of my younger days, trouble with my parents or trouble in school or, or, you know, trouble at work or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I'm changing. I'm done with doing this, you know, Um, but it was just a quick fix. Type of yeah. thing. So um, I think that, you know, the best that we can do is pray for people, be, support, be a support system, but not an enabling system. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, let God do his work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's one thing I know in ministry that I had to remind myself is that I can't think of myself as the one that's going to save people you know right. it's going to be god that saves people and only god can do that he can use me as a tool i can continue to pray people continue to love people and it is it is god that does the work and you know i look at that with this podcast you know it is it is god that brings these people together it's god that brought me in such a unique story and, and has brought me to such a unique perspective in singleness that mm-hmm. it makes me excited to talk about it because, you know, yeah. I, I think if I met my wife three weeks sooner than what I did, I, I don't think it'd be nearly exi- as exciting. And I think my heart w- wouldn't have been changed in the way that it should have been to be able to be where we are now and, and you know, th- thrive in our marriage and, and trust right. in him through anything. And so that's been, and that's been so important.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know it. it uh, you know, it's. Uh, I've been excited to see um, you guys relationship, you know, as if you as you've grown and gone through things, it's, it's been neat. And, and, uh, you know, and it's made me think a lot, you know, as I've got my daughters that are growing faster than I'd mm-hmm. like them to grow. But, you know, <laughs> I think towards the future. And I think, you know, you know, how can I be? the best possible father and father figure and manly example to them so that they know what to expect from that man that comes into their life, you know? And also that having them know that putting God first in their lives is the number one priority. And that, you know, whether they meet somebody when they're 18 or they meet someone when they're 28 or 38, that's what God's plan is. It doesn't mean that it's, Right, wrong, or indifferent. That's what God's plan is going to be for them. Mm-hmm. And to, and to, uh, whatever that plan is, to love it and to, and to embrace it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And God's plan is the best plan. And, and yeah, it's, absolutely. it's hard to, hard to argue that, honestly. And now, when you were, when you were going into your marriage with Lindsay, was there anything mm-hmm. that, that felt different about it than, the ones before
1: um you know i was i was pretty upfront and honest with her and i also i had a a daughter at that point too and she Mm -hmm. she embraced my daughter as her own um right off the bat um which which was really uh endearing to me and and told me that you know she really cared for her you know in, in the past relationships that i had had you know after getting into them, I felt that you know, I felt like I, I kind of felt a little bit used for, more for maybe, uh, money than anything. At one point, you know, in one of the relationships okay. uh, that I and uh, I knew that wasn't the case with her because I met her in one of my low points when I didn't have a lot of money. So, <laughs> um, so I knew she wasn't coming to me for my money. So, yeah. Um, so I knew that there was a genuine love there. And a genuine caring there.
0: I just love how God had had worked in both of your hearts and mm-hmm. brought you to where you are. You have you have a beautiful family, and I love seeing the wonderful, beautiful memories that you make. And it's it's just very encouraging. And and you you really have turned into a, a great role model. And and I appreciate that about you.
1: Well, so I mean, I can I can only uh, give the glory to God for for uh, you know changing my heart from what it was and bringing me back to him, you know? Um, I mean, I guess in my heart, I always, he was always in my heart, but, uh, you know, my mind had gone astray and I was leading everything by my mind and, uh, what I thought was Mike wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't, he, he, uh, protected me through a lot of hard times only to allow me to really be able to see again and be able to see him and, uh, and I'm very thankful for that. I mean, I'm not proud of a lot of the things that I've done and I've gone through. And sometimes I think, Oh man, I wish that wouldn't have happened. Things would be so much different. And I think no things, things, wouldn't. things are really good the way they are right now. God, God has brought us through those hardships for a purpose. And, um, you know, the, the way things have ended up are just the way he wanted them. And, um, that's the way I, that's the way I want them because it's the way he wants them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure your, your story will be impactful to, to people that are listening as, as well as the people that you just run into. I mean, I'm, Is right. what are the groups that you're involved with at church?
1: <clears throat> so I have, uh, two men's groups that I'm involved with, um, uh, on Monday nights, I get together with a group of men and, um, We meet for about an hour and a half, two hours, sometimes two and a half hours. So it just kind of depends on how how long we go. Yeah. Then, uh, on Thursday nights, uh, we meet at the church also for Celebrate Recovery, which is uh, a faith-based step program to, uh, and it's for any hurts, habits, or hang-ups. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be addiction-based. It can be any, any, uh. You know somebody that's lost a loved one and can't get over it. You know, or, or anything like that. So, and then s- Saturday mornings, I get together with a group of guys. We, we meet on a porch, on his porch, and we have breakfast together on the porch, and uh, we talk about life and uh, and pray together. That's wonderful. So, and it's I tell you, those relationships have been huge to me. It's life is hard Um, no matter you know even when you when you try to keep God at the center of your life life is hard and you need to have Christian fellowship to help share that life with Um, you know you have your wife and you have your family but you need to have um, men need to have a group of good Christian men and women need to have a a group of good Christian women that that you can get sound Christian advice from Um, because there's so much advice out in the world that could be detrimental to a marriage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, and so speaking about prayer, is there something that we could be praying for you in particular?
1: Um, yeah. So you know, as, as a as a husband and uh, a father of four girls, it's mm-hmm. uh, it can be it can be a challenge for me to. I'm constantly praying that I can be patient and understanding because I can be quick to want things to happen. And I just need, I need to have more emotion uh, and understanding mm. in my, and what's going on instead of uh, jumping to what I think the conclusion should be right away. Okay. You know, and, and I, my oldest daughter, you know, who's in her teenage years, um, you know, this, this last year has been a huge challenge to a young woman that's uh, going, that's changing. And, um, it's just been it's been a real struggle um she she spends the majority of her time at her mother's, so she doesn't spend a lot of time with us and uh that has been a challenge with the different styles of parenting um mm-hmm. you know we're the more structured and our our parenting style is a little bit different so it's 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 hard to have a teenager go between two different ones like that so I really prayer for that would be huge and prayer that I can be a patient and understanding husband and father. Certainly.
0: Yeah, we'll certainly be praying. And and is there a, a verse that you'd like to share with us that's been on your heart lately or a favorite verse of yours?
1: Yeah, so uh, one that I had mentioned earlier, you know, it's it's something that I kind of in hard times and And, uh, when I, when I would start to second guess myself or when, uh, Satan would start to bring worldly things in that looked enticing, you know, I go to, uh, James one, two through three, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance.
0: Excellent. That's really good. Well, Mike, I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate the, uh all that you've had to share tonight, I know it has not been easy. And I'm sure there's, there's going to be some people out there that gain a lot of value out of this. And for that, I really appreciate it.
1: I sure hope so. Thank you. Thank you, Tom.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. So everybody out there, uh, thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and your favorite podcast handle. Check us out and uh, tell your friends if you like the quality we're putting out here. So, In the meantime, be sure to get out there, seize the day, maximize every chapter in your life. We'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Thriving in Singleness
1: podcast. Look for new episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.